Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. And as always, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Rhythm AI. Build your best sales day every day. If you're in outside sales and you want help targeting, prospecting, with your routing, with your organizing, with your optimization, try Rhythm for just $1 for the first month, the professional version, just $1 at rhythmai.com. That's R-I-T-H-M.com. All right. We're going to get into this episode. This is another stripped episode. And at some point, I guess I'm not going to be saying that anymore because you're just going to know it's either stripped or it's got the intro. So I don't know. I might have just the intro music for the guests. You know, it's much more special, but we'll see. Um, a little more effort has to go into those type of episodes, whereas the stripped episodes, I can just hit record and then I can release it. So it's a lot faster. Uh, there's not a lot of editing involved. So, all right. This is. Um, the episode number 20. This is going to be briefly talking on the sales advocacy method. So the sales advocacy method is one of the areas of the dominating part of surviving outside sales. And this really is the culmination of years of conversations that I've had with my partner, Justin Lohman. And he, the way he was brought up and he was taught and he was trained is a large part of this. And through our discussions, we kind of galvanized the ideas and gave it a name. Whereas this was just kind of Justin's process. And we kind of melded it with some of the things that I've done in the past that were a little different than what he did. So what we've really come up with is, again, this is a system. You're going to hear that a lot. It's a system. Okay. The sales advocacy method is a system. And I'm going to have Justin on very shortly, and we're going to go, we're going to dive really deep into it. But I wanted to bring it up to you because um, on the last episode, I talked about the PPF foundation method, which really is about getting in, you know, and it can also be for dominating, but the sales advocacy method is taking it one step further. Once you've already implemented your plan, and once you've already figured out exactly where everyone in your territory, in your business is with your product or service, where their state is, their current state is, then you can move forward and you can begin to build advocates. Now, one of the things that I, I don't know if I mentioned on the last episode or I've mentioned in the past, you should treat your territory as if it is your own business. And so if you work for a big company, think of it as you have a franchise. So I live in Charlotte. I used to always pretend like the Charlotte or the Carolinas territory was a business within another business. And I tried to take ownership for everything that happened there, good, bad, or indifferent. And I believed that every day I was the one that was going to be making the impact. And I hope that you approach your territory the same as well. So once you've kind of gotten the, the PPF, you've gotten the foundation built, what the sales advocacy method is, is really finishing building the house, making it look amazing, having the price of the property skyrocket, okay, going back to real estate terms. And then once you've made it, you've skyrocketed it, then it's time to sell it. That's the getting out part, but we're not there yet, okay? We just want to focus about the dominating, creating market value, okay? And so the sales advocacy method does just that. Going back to the five steps in the sales process that prospects and clients go through, unaware, aware, trial, user, and then advocate. 
Okay. The sales advocacy method is once you have an established business going, the goal is to get as many people from any of those other four categories into the advocate state, the advocate step. And I know what you're saying. You're like, Mike, well, that's pretty self-explanatory. We always want people to become advocates. Well, there's a step two. How do you create advocates? That's a lot harder, okay? The way to create advocates, you have to have two things, okay? At least two things. But at a minimum, you have to have these two things. Now, this is really important, okay? The first thing you have to have is you have to have product or service efficacy, okay? The product or service has to work as advertised or better. But number two, in order to create advocates, you have to create a relationship and experience. You have to have an emotion where you are tied to the success and the efficacy of that product. If one of those two are missing, you're not going to create advocates. So let's break down one of the, if one of those two are working. Okay. If the first one, again, I go back to Viagra. If you have a product like Viagra and it works, no matter if you're working or not, or you're influencing business or not, you're not going to create advocates. Okay. They might like the product. They might like the brand. But you still have to have that uh, human emotion, that connective tissue has to be there. And you are the one that's going to have to bridge that gap. If a person is only committed to a brand or a uh, service, that bond is easily broken by a competitor. Okay? Easily broken by a competitor. When the person who is representing that brand or service is connected to the efficacy of that product, now it's not as easy. You're starting to get that human, human connective, what's the word I'm trying to think of, that connectivity, that relationship. Now, all of a sudden, you're involved. It's a lot harder to leave a person than it is to leave a product. You've built that bond. Now. If you only have the relationship part and you, the product or service doesn't work as advertised, you're not going to build an advocate because even if they love the product, it's never going to spread because the point of building an advocate is that they will sell your product or service and you to other people without you having to do anything. That is the sales advocacy method. And that is how you take your business to the next level. So you've got to have at least those two things. Product or service has to work as advertised. And you have to have that connection with your prospect or your client. So a lot of the ways that you can do it this is one of the phrases that I, lear- I learned when I worked for Enterprise. And Enterprise is known for their customer service. And this was ingrained in me early. It is under promise, 
and over-deliver. Simple as that. If you promise the world, at some point, you're always going to fall short because something's going to happen out of your control. But if you're known as the person that's the go-to that, hey, you know, Mike's going to take care of it, or Bill's going to take care of it, or Jennifer's going to take care of it, whoever you are, if you're known as that, that is how you start building advocates because people will only put their name behind a product or service if they know there's somebody there that they can rely on to pull through. Because at the end of the day, a, a product, service, a widget, whatever it is, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a piece of metal. It's a piece of cloth. It's a piece of plastic. It's technology. It doesn't mean anything. It's utility. The person there to execute, the person there to help with, that is really what people need and what people crave and really what takes salespeople to the next level. Connecting yourself to that product or service. And they can't have one without the other. Justin, in a future episode, hopefully very soon, but we'll talk more about this. How do you build the advocacy? How do you build that trust? We'll talk about that. But I wanted to talk about the sales advocacy method. We just talked about the PPF foundation. Now you've got the sales advocacy method. Once you start building advocates, that's where you're going to take to the next level. Because if you're out there, you're one. Okay. If I walked out today and I tried to sell something, I'm one. But if I can build advocates, and I would say a good goal to start is try to build at least 20 advocates in the short term. So for your future state, get 20 people to be advocates. And every time you see them, if, if you say, if you love this product and you, you know, who should I go see? And they're going to say, oh, this person, this person, let me introduce you. Great. Can you introduce me to that person? I tell you what, can you reach out to them on my behalf? When people start saying yes to that, when they start connecting, when they start referring you, all of a sudden now it becomes two, it becomes three, it becomes four. When you start getting referrals, that's when you know you're doing the sales advocacy method correct. It's not just about your service. It's about you. And that's what you have to have. You have to have both of those. You can't have one without the other. So think about that in your business today. If you've got a great product, if you've won awards and you've you know, hit some numbers, I want you to seriously think about that. I want you to analyze your territory. How many people, if I went to them today and said, I need a favor, how many of them would say anything? What do you need? I got you. I got your back. I'll do it. How many people do you have in your corner? If you have less than 20, I challenge you to get to that number. And I'll talk with Justin on a future episode, as I mentioned, about some of the things that we can do to get people to in your corner. This has happened recently with one of my businesses where all of a sudden users started to recruit other users. And I didn't have to, me or my partners did not have to lift a finger because they bought into the people. They bought into the culture. 
and they bought into the product. If you just buy into the product and you don't buy into the culture, you don't buy into the people, you've got an expiration date and vice versa. Personality, the cult of personality will only go so far. If Elon Musk was selling Teslas and the Teslas didn't work, people wouldn't care about who Elon Musk is because he doesn't have a product that people want. He's got the personality and he's got the device. I challenge you to look at your business and examine your business. Do you have that? There's only one person that you can really hold yourself, that will hold yourself accountable, and that is you. So thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate that. As always, please subscribe, like, share, download, tell your friends, reach out to the show. I'm Mike at survivingoutsidesales.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn in the show notes. Uh, We're still working on getting a website. I've reached out to a lot of people. If you know anybody, if you're listening right now and you know anybody who's willing to uh, help build out the website, our, the team at Rhythm AI does not have uh, the bandwidth to do something like that right now. So we're going to have to go outside the organization and I can't find anybody to do the job because they say it's quote unquote too small. <laughs> I didn't, I never thought I'd get to the point in the business world where people said it's not worth my time to make money. <laughs> So it's a wild, it's a wild time in 2022. So if, if you know anybody, please reach out to me on uh, social media, uh, LinkedIn, or you can email me, um, or if you're listening right now and you want to discuss, you know, helping me out with my website, I'd love to hear from you because we have, you know, the big ideas with surviving outside sales website right now. We, we don't have the website up and running. We do need some help with that. So unfortunately I'm not very technically sound. If I was, it would already be up. So If you know anybody, please reach out. Or if you have any ideas, uh, if you have any more feedback, I do appreciate every email that I get, every person that reaches out to me on social media. I really do appreciate that. So until next time, I'm Mike O'Kelly, and this has been Surviving Outside Sales. Have a great day. Thanks.